Hello, welcome to the Bush Lee Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. We have a special show for you today. Uh, we will be discussing the Xbox Game Showcase and everything that was announced. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today, he is the reason microtransactions exist, and he has an Apple sticker for every member of his family on his car. His name is <coughs> Nick Beard. <laughs> Nick, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Like I when do. you see those cars driving down the freeway and there's like <laughs> two big Apple logos and then there's tiny little Apple logos. Yeah, it's conflicting. When I see those, I want to high five them because they're Apple fans. Yeah. But the fact that they put a sticker on their car also really bugs me. I'm very anti-sticker. Hey, anti Nick and his wife just made a little Apple this year. There is. There's two big apples on their minivan and then a tiny little apple. A, a tiny little one. apple. Yeah. That voice you hear, ladies and gentlemen, his favorite Zelda game is Skyward Sword. Oh. His, his deodorant of choice is Axe Body Spray. <laughs> of the Nintendites, Ryan Scalf. <laughs> oh, that was good. But I feel like mine was so much more mean. Anyone who knows Skyward Sword, knows that was a mean. He you, knows me and he knows that one hurt. You gave it a 10 out of 10, didn't you? No. 10 out of 10. I, I'm not IGN. Like I said, today we are discussing the Microsoft Game Showcase. I couldn't be more excited for this episode. The actual showcase aired yesterday, so we're recording a day later. We've had some time to process it, watch it a couple times, and we're going we're gonna to discuss it. So starting off the... I guess let's, let's start off with what did you guys think overall? What was your, your elevator pitch of opinion on it? I liked it a lot. I'm kind of excited for this next gen for Microsoft. I think they're rolling out so many things and really building on the ecosystem for Xbox that I I cannot wait personally because I'm already in their ecosystem. It's kind of too late for me now. So let's keep it rolling. Absolutely. Nick, what'd you think? Overall, it was really good. I didn't have any crazy expectations, but it was good. The whole thing was good. I thought you know, comparing it to Ubisoft just the other week, there was a lot of content and it felt good just to watch and view a lot of things that are happening. In contrast to the Ubisoft event. Uh, good, good. I think, it, I think it was a lot better. Better? Yeah. Ryan? Yeah, I didn't see a single game that was um, dystopian future. So <laughs> I feel <laughs> We have some, I'd call this housekeeping. So Ryan and I recorded last week's episode. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's the Ubisoft press conference. Nick was not able to make it, but he had some very strong opinions on, in my opinion, they weren't hot takes that we had. The, our opinion was that Ubisoft makes too many future dystopic games and Nick loves those games. Nick, uh, what's your rebuttal to that? Yeah. My quick rebuttal is that you guys have a good point. There are a lot of futuristic dystopian games and narratives going on. But I feel like in the case of Watch Dogs, they've been doing this for a while. So I don't think it's a targeted competition against cyberpunk. And I also just think these stories are so important and special and they resonate, especially, you know, an overreaching government like Watch Dogs. You look at America and that's one of the reasons that America is America is because there was an overreaching government. America. We fled to a new land. And we started our own thing. And so you just watched Hamilton, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I don't know. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that the critique is bad or, or incorrect. I just yeah. think there needs to be a little, a little, a little, little stand up for the little guy watchdog, uh, 
watchdogs over there. I think, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited for your review, Nick, because you will be the one person reviewing it this year. Oh, can't wait. Enough about Ubisoft. Let's get straight into the Xbox games showcase. First off, Halo Infinite. They showed <sighs> a demo of Halo Infinite. It, I think they said it's a couple hours into the campaign. Personally, I think it looks great. It looks like it's going back to the roots with some next-gen twists and kind of modernizations. It looks like there's an, a bit of an open world, and there are for sure upgrades on that, that map that we saw. I, I'm stoked after seeing that. I, I, think, I think they needed to have a strong showing for Halo, and I think they came with it, and I think this is what we wanted to see. Ryan, I, I know you're a huge Halo fan. What would you think? I I liked it a lot. You know, I, I was kind of surprised by the reaction I saw on Twitter and Reddit. There was pretty negative, but we'll get into that. Overall, I think they're going to be, I'm really excited for what they've got coming. Um, I think it's going to be a good mix of some modern aspects to games, but, you know, it felt like I was right back in Halo 1, Halo 2 uh, in a great way. Yeah, it was very throwback to the originals. Nick, what would you think? I loved it. And I, I find that interesting what you just said, Ryan, I haven't seen any of those articles on Reddit or any of those, the negative feedback, but I mean, there were some things that I noticed that were real, real small, but you could just tell even the sound of getting in the warthog and the engine revving up and then taking off and the, even like the little defined reloading mechanisms on the vehicles or on the machine guns, man, everything just looked really clean and sharp. You can definitely tell that they, kind of retooled a lot of the imaging the graphics are great i think it's going to be fantastic it also gave me that nostalgic halo feel so i'm yeah i'm pumped it really did the audio did sound good so nick to 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 bring you up to speed there's some critique of the actual visuals and graphics i know when i was watching the actual event the to me the visuals were fantastic i i I remember when they got to the, the top of that vista the visuals of the the horizon and everything that was going on in the distance, I thought that was stunning. And then you hop on Reddit or, you know, whatever news article you want to find. And they're posting screenshots, a Twitter, Twitter was up in arms about it, but they're posting screenshots and comparing to last of us. And it goes on and on the list of, of things that are being compared to. And quite frankly, some of the comparisons didn't look great, but Xbox has recently come out since then and said that this is work in progress I wish they would have said that before because I feel like if you didn't say that before, it's kind of responding to the feed, the negative feedback. Yeah. Reactionary. So, yeah. If you get a bad reaction, you're, you're blaming that it's a work in progress now. Well, it's funny because I remember when the, when the gameplay trailer started, I remember thinking, man, Halo is just the most beautiful world. They've always been able to make such an amazing world. Um, and the graphics look so good. And as it progressed, it started to look a little worse to me. And I, I, then I realized I was watching at work and it was at four megabytes per second. Internet, <laughs> your internet connection. <laughs> you, so, you I'm like, then, right. What's that? You rewatched it back since then. Yeah. So I rewatched it in 4k and everything that I noticed that was not great is looks incredible. And they came out and said that they're going to release an update after launch with ray tracing, which that'll make a huge difference in the scenery. But I think that's oh, yeah. so interesting that that's an after launch. Was that update. the IGN article? Um, I'm not sure where it was said. Actually, I heard kind of funny games talking about it. Um, it's a weird thing to, to do a big update like that post launch. 
Yeah. And I think kind of funny games, they said it reminded them of Minecraft, you know, like they're and that built- never came out. That ray tracing never came out for Minecraft. It never came out. So they were building this, this world and they, you know, it's always been a work in progress, always a work in progress. And for their, for Xbox's main title to launch, not done, that's an issue, right? Yeah. Which again, I don't think it's not done. I think we're just getting some visual improvements. And, and quite frankly, I'm a Xbox apologist sometimes. So I'm going to give them the benefit. I'm going to give them a very, a very long, what's the phrase? Stick. Is that the phrase? Maybe leash. Maybe a long stick. rope. Long ro- yeah. leash. Leash is yeah. it. A long leash. Whatever it is. I'm going to give yeah. them, I'm going to give them some grace. Okay. So yeah, I, I think honestly, if I were to watch that trailer, watch that demo, and then walk away from it and give you my opinion, it would have been all positive. I don't think I had any negative. And now when I get on the internet, you have the Sony rivalry and whatever you want to call it. And you have a lot of um, more negative opinions coming in. And just from my personal experience, I thought it was a fantastic showcase for Halo. Yeah, same here. I'll have to look at some of those articles you guys are discussing because I watched it and it was I thought it was fantastic. And the definition with the guns, even the carbine, when he pulled out the, the carbine, I was like, wow. And the shotgun, I'm, I was like, I'm that's stoked. just a drastic improvement from, we can all visualize the old halo guns in our head right now. They're just yeah. garbage. And so I thought it was, I thought it was really nice. Yeah. So how about that grappling hook? Ooh. Oh, Oh, twice. No. He, Twice he uses it, it and for two different things. It was really interesting to see him. Hold on. I think it's three times. Uh, one was to pull himself towards a enemy and kill them that way. Yeah. One was to actually move. get on a ledge. And then the other was to, he grappled like a grenade and pulled it into him. And then he threw it at that turret. Okay. So I missed that third one. Interesting to just have them use it in a, uh, you know, a few different ways to show yeah, yeah. how it can be used. I thought that was really, really interesting. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of adding too many of those things. We'll, we'll talk a little bit later about those things when we discuss destiny, but I thought that's a really cool ad. We'll see how that works out. It's so funny. That was such a controversial thing and I, I didn't get why. So I took a screenshot on Twitter um, someone, someone was making this argument, dope art style. But as soon as the sprint grapple and extra things came in, I was turned off and then kind of went on a tirade about how they're getting away from what halo is. Did you say sprint in that? Yes. Oh, and my. So, interesting. And here's what's great. And this was, I, I saw that a lot. People don't like the sprint in halo, right? Sprint, sprint was introduced in halo three, wasn't it? I don't think so. Halo I think it was one, three two, and three didn't have sprint. They had uh, yeah, I don't know about this. on your back where you could lunge forward, but they didn't have sprint. I don't see the thing uh, about the grappling is it's definitely addition, but it's nothing crazy. If they would have created some ultimate or some technique where you could throw down ice and then all of a sudden you have this ledge, I would have been like, eh, now we're now we're getting pretty crazy. It's not unrealistic for a Spartan or someone in Halo to have a hook attached to their arm. I mean, no. that's, that's totally within, within the reality of what can happen. So and I, I'm totally fine with that. I don't know what the big deal is. And to kind of finish the, 
the point this this person replied on that tweet it was twitter handle it's drunk luck says it's past the year 2550 you can literally turn invisible and teleport but sprinting in a set of metal armor is too advanced for you (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 weird to want to hold halo because if you go back and play halo combat evolved the first one it's kind of hard to play now you move very floaty you can't sprint some of the zooming doesn't really zooming doesn't work on most guns so i i'm all for modernizing and i think if you look at Halo 5, story was not my favorite, but as far as the actual mechanics and how it felt to run and sprint and jump, I, I enjoyed it. So I'm all for them modernizing the feel because, you know, I, we didn't see it in this, but I can't play a first-person shooter without sliding anymore. And I don't think we're going to get it in Halo, but I, I notice if I don't play... So Apex spoiled me. Apex... You can slide. It's the most beautiful slide you've ever had in any game. And that's what I want in all games. And I know it's probably controversial, but I'm okay with Halo taking some liberties and modernizing their technology and their armor, right? It should be able to do a lot more than just jogging. People love that floaty aspect of the game. I remember like Halo 1 and Halo 2, even Halo 3. Part of the strategy of that game is placing a rocket where someone was going to float down on top of it. You know what I love yeah. that? Yeah, that's so true. Because you can't that. change direction in the air. And so people love that. And, and you're saying it's not really realistic to have a game like that because it is such a slow-moving aspect. And that was just part of the generation of consoles there were. Yeah. But they've kind of given us another opportunity at that because now you have a grapple. When, when someone grapples, they're not changing direction. They're, they're grappling at whatever they're they hook to you know yeah and so i think they kind of added an aspect where okay so i can still time my rocket shot if i see where that grapple land yeah absolutely and again for 2020 we have to modernize we can't have floaty mechanics anymore i think modernize right. is a good way of putting it yeah. they're not restructuring or, or retooling or doing anything crazy they're just adding some modernization i mean it's not it's it's not a big deal yeah. So to get into some of the details in the trailer, the have you heard of the Banished and the Halo universe? No. Mm-hmm. I, so I personally hadn't. I didn't play Halo Wars or anything like that. Yeah, the Banished are from Halo Wars 2. I didn't play Halo Wars 2 either. I played the first Halo Wars, and they could have been in there too. I, I don't remember. That was It wasn't a great experience in my opinion, but the Banished are from Halo Wars 2. It feels like a... a a callback, not even a callback, but a, a going back to their roots as far as the villain. I did not like the Prometheans from Halo 4 through 5. Right, right. And bringing mm-hmm. back the Brutes as kind of the center, you know, the central protagonist or central antagonist, I love that. I, 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 I quite frankly miss the Covenant, but it sounds like the Banish is a new take on what the Covenant kind of was. Right. And he mentions that at the end of that trailer, uh, the leader of the Banish was kind of saying, the harbinger and them have the same goal. Yeah. And basically saying we're going to eradicate life with the halos. Yeah. It's interesting. I really liked they, they did make it the banished is kind of a new villain in a way, you know, it's got the same species as the covenant. Sure. But the way that that main villain essentially said, I could squash you now, but I'm, I've grown weary of being unchallenged. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like I love, fight. That. Yeah, yes, I love that. He's he it's almost like he's going to he's going to be somewhat of an ally helping you get better because he wants a good fight. 
which I love. And he's talking about the legend that will be your story. Yeah. It seems like he'll string you along until he really wants to have that final battle with you. Yeah. So I don't have too much else. So one big thing that came from this, we didn't get a release date. I think that's because the release date for this will be simultaneous with the series X. So it just says holiday 2020 still. Did you guys have anything else to say on Halo? Actually, I did. I have a lot to say, but we don't have to go over that. I think we should do a Halo podcast eventually. So, everything and talk about what this will be. But you've heard it. Yeah. Here. We will be doing a Halo story recap podcast uh, closer to the release of the new Halo. Yeah. We're also going to be doing a Halo one v one of me versus Ryan. He says he's going to pummel me. And so, that, so that we can get over I've our never been during so the dystopian confident. Ubisoft debate. I've never been so confident that I will win. A game so Ryan, game. yeah, I'm pretty confident Ryan will beat you, Nick, but I, I've never seen Nick play Halo, so it's possible. But you've seen me play Halo. I've seen you play Halo. I'm better than you at Halo, but you're oh, pretty good. What? Oh, unbelievable. Anyways, so that's disrespect. Note, moving on. How many headshots do I have to give you? <laughs> we'll, settle that, we'll settle this online. Moving on from Halo. No, wait. I have two comments on Halo. I love the idea of what 343 is saying. They had an interview with Ryan McCaffrey from IGN, and they, they kind of alluded to the fact that um, Halo Infinite will not have an Halo Infinite 2, right? This isn't yeah. Halo 6, and there will be a Halo 7. Um, the idea is Halo Infinite will be our Halo for the next decade. And I love that idea. It's kind of going that destiny route a little bit. They said it won't be quite the same, um, but they're going to, they're going to be opening new areas to the world and allowing for stories to continue. And they plan to build off the Halo franchise from this game, which I think is an awesome idea. And that's what makes me so excited about this. So we're, we're really seeing, as good as that trailer looked, we're really seeing the baby steps of what they have plan-wise. And that gets me really excited. I love that idea as well. And I am skeptical of it because, Ryan, like you compared it to Destiny, what happened with the first Destiny? Is there another game after the first Destiny? True. And I'm not, I'm not here to defend Destiny because you know <laughs> how that game went for me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was coaxed into buying that game by a friend who's who basically said, Hey, we'll play all the time, but he already had a team set up for raids. This so is I Destiny bought 2. This, yeah. I bought destiny Two and had, it's just not a great game for single player. That game's meant to be played with a lot of people. Yeah. It's and pretty much the MMO now. I was pretty much the odd one left out because he already had a team. So but I have called me about that. What I'm getting at with that though, is I, I love the premise and the concept of, it's Halo Infinite, and that's what we get for the next 10 years. I'm just, after the Destiny situation, they said the same thing with the first Destiny, and I'm, I'm skeptical of it at this point. So I would also love that. I think it's a way that the industry is moving in general with games as a service, so it's a live game moving on. But who knows? Time will tell. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have too much to add. My, I had a big disappointment, and that's that they didn't give a release date. That's something I was really looking forward to. We'd been talking about that over the last few weeks, you know, uh, they're probably going to release it during the event, and they didn't. So other than that, nothing from my side. I'm excited. Can't wait. So do you have a quick note for the haters of Halo? Let's hear, let's hear, those, let's hear that. I just want to ask you, are you a fan of Halo, or are you a fan of Halo 1? You know, <laughs> are you a fan of the franchise, or are you holding on to Halo 1 and Halo 2? 
Which those are incredible games. Any fan of Halo knows. So you're speaking to the that fan that basically doesn't want Sprint and doesn't want Grapple I'm, Hook. Yeah, I saw an overwhelming amount of fans who were rip Halo, rip Xbox. It's over. This is the worst thing I've ever seen, and it's it's just not. You know, be realistic. And here's the point. Here's one of the aspects we love about Halo: good multiplayer, which they promised us, and two. The fact that you can jump into a firefight, my friends Taylor and Trevor were just talking about how um, what you love about Halo is you can jump in the middle of a firefight, grenades flying, bullets flying towards you, and you still can come out alive. It's a little unrealistic, and that's okay because Master Chief is basically a god in their world, right? Yeah. And that's what you love. You know, people play Apex or anything like that. You get three rounds in your chest and you're dead. I mean, it depends what armor you have, but yeah, I get what you're right, saying. Right, 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 right. So, <laughs> and Warzone. Warzone is what I mean. Warzone's more accurate. So I, I think at the core of what you're saying, and this is something that's frustrating in general after this press event, there's so much negativity where people are still stuck in this console wars mentality where you're defending your platform or your game or you're, you're critiquing every single thing. We saw a demo that isn't done. The game's not done. So let's hold our negativity for when we actually play the game. I'm E3 is about getting excited. It's about getting hyped and to walk away from these press conferences and just focus on the negative. It's frustrating to me, especially after we uh, ripped Ubisoft to shreds last week. But (laughs) I just, I think I'm, I'm moving past the, the negativity when gaming, you know, let's just be excited for games. 2020 is a weird time. Let's just focus on something that we all love with a positive attitude. It doesn't mean that we don't leave room for criticism, but make sure it's constructive and educated. Right. Yeah. And if, and if you're the person who's just, you know, crapping on something because it's not the exact same model that you got 20 years ago, like, Hey, you know, it's 2020 things change a little bit, you know, in 10 years, we'll be using Bitcoin instead of cash. That's just yeah. life, you know? Introducing, oh, introducing Nick, king of the Bitcoin. Okay, we're going to move on from crypto. Do you guys have anything else as we wrap up our Halo conversation? Nothing. Nothing for me. I'll bite Good. my tongue until the Halo episode. Yeah, we, again, we will have a Halo episode where we kind of recap the story up to now and kind of our experiences. Moving on. Also, we're going to have a one-on-one fight between Nick and Ryan. We'll we'll uh we'll do a live podcast or something. I can't wait. We're gonna Twitch stream it. He's gonna cry. <laughs> That's a good idea. So we've got a lot of games to move through, and I know personally I don't have too much to speak on on each one, but we're gonna at least address each one that came up. So following Halo Infinite, we had a, and this is gonna be a theme throughout the rest of this conference that I'm not happy about. We had a very creepy trailer. It was for State of Decay Three. This trailer centered around a woman in the woods. Uh, it looks like she's surviving. And pretty much in the end, there's a zombie deer that we see. It's creepy. And I couldn't, I couldn't be more out on this game. I can't handle anything. Well said. Yeah, I can't handle scary games. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I, I bet Nick I, loved it. I don't mind scary games. But to me, it's just something I'm not going to spend my time on. It, it, it looked really cool. Graphics were fantastic. I'm sure it's fun. But as soon as I started watching it, I was like, oh, here's Walking Dead or something like that. And uh, for me, they're, you know, they're, they're cool games, but they won't get my time, my so screen defend, time. So to defend a series I've never played, State of, Decay, State of Decay, this is the third one in the series. 
this is going to be a triple a level produced game and knowing the three of us we have x xbox game pass ultimate with xbox game pass ultimate are you going to at least try this nick yeah i think so it, you know i think if it's on ultimate there'll be a time where we'll get some of my time it's not going to be something i'm going to line up to play though yeah but um yeah yeah i guess i don't know I, I saw it and it was one of those things that I was like, oh, that's cool. And I just kind of went to the next game. So I'm not in love with it, but you know, any AAA game that's, that's going to be on there, I'll, I'll end up playing eventually. Maybe I'll come back and bite my tongue and say, Hey, I was wrong, but looks great. I just don't know that it's going to get my energy or time right up front. Yeah. Yeah. This, this genre just doesn't really grip me. It doesn't really do it for me. The zombie genre as Nick and Jacob know, I am not a huge fan of resident evil I just don't really have an interest in that. I will say when I saw that deer eating the wolf, I thought, oh, that's super cool. And then really had no opinion after that. <laughs> and then <laughs> walked away from the computer. <laughs> right. And then I was like, mute. <laughs> my, oh, that's is, really cool. I gotta go to the bathroom. Mine is less of, because the genre, I, I watched The Walking Dead. I liked The Walking Dead back before it started repeating the storyline. So probably up to like season four. <laughs> and this genre, I'm not, I'm not a, the biggest fan of playing in a game. I, I can watch horror movies or zombie movies on the couch with my wife, but if I'm playing a game by myself and it has any scary or horror elements, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm turning that game off. I'm turning something happy on. So that'll be a repetitive theme throughout this showcase. So anything else on State of Decay 3? Uh, nope. Not for me. Looks cool. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe it'll get some of our time. Yeah. I know a lot of people love it, so I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are excited about it. That game's for somebody. Yeah. So next up, we had a an announcement from Phil Spencer. He is the head of Xbox. He is the best thing that, that's happened to Xbox since the Connect. That's a joke. The Connect was bad. Phil Spencer's great. He basically bring announced, back the Connect. Do not do not bring back the Connect. I have a Connect right now in my closet. It's in that closet behind me. So Phil basically mentioned you can't see where I'm pointing on a podcast. Phil mentioned. <laughs> There will be nine out of the 15 Xbox studios uh, involved in today's showcase. So that's nine of 15. That means six other studios are working on things that weren't announced. And at the end of the showcase, they announced that we will see more in the future. I think this year from, from Microsoft, from Xbox, announcing what those other studios are working on. So that's really exciting. Did you guys... Yeah. What were your takeaways from Phil's announcements? Same as you. Um, not to always use an Apple analogy... But it was like, hey, here's Apple TV, and we're releasing, you know, four shows that we think are going to be really fun: The Daily Show, The C with Jason Momoa. You know, they had these big titles lined up, but then they also said we're working on some other things over the next six to twelve months. We see, you know, four or five other shows roll out. So that was my immediate thought: that okay, there's some other stuff going on, and as soon as we get our hands on some of this content and play and enjoy it very shortly after that we'll be getting more and so i thought it was good i'm still waiting on that apple content still there's there, there hasn't been much yet <laughs> ryan what'd you think yeah i think they're coming off of a year like kind of a lull where 2020 has just been crazy for everyone and we're about to move into an incredibly busy video gaming season where all these huge titles are coming out so it's not a shocker to me that they're saving these for closer to 2021 because they're, they're most likely going to be 2021 titles, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a good move. Um, why show everything you've got coming out in the next year midway through the year before? That just 
strategic and I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. So after Phil Spencer's little announcement, we moved into Forza Motorsport. So Forza Motorsport, if you don't know, is a racing series. Uh, the motorsport series is more of a racing simulation where it's not an open world. It's pretty much just tracks and it's, it's ultra realistic while the Forza horizon series is an open world and a little more arcadey feeling. So this is again, back to the simulation. Have you guys played any of the Forza motorsport series? No, this is going to be a game that I'm out hundred percent on. I don't know <laughs> what it is. A lot, a lot of people love racing games. I've never gotten into them. Wait, so, um, so you don't, this is a simulation. You don't like racing in general. Period. Outside of Mario, Mario Kart. Kart? Out, outside oh, of Mario God. Kart. I have <laughs> never played a racing game and I've never played like a Madden. There, there are two, you know, sides of the spectrum that I just don't dabble into. Ryan, what were your thoughts on Forza Motorsport? You know, I don't really play these games because the simulation is a little, it's too hard for me. Honestly, I just don't have the time to put into being really good at these games yeah but and i love i watch actual formula one and this trailer when i watched it in 4k looked better than real life it looks so good the colors the frame rate everything about it is just so spot on it's incredible so games i might download it just to look at honestly, again just show off what xbox is doing yeah, it's Game Pass. It's free. You're going to play this game for free. So you can yeah. hop in, download it, and and try it out. But I'm similar to you guys, not similar to Nick. I, I, I like racing games. I used to play Forza Motorsport series. I think it was like maybe, what, three through five, and I dropped off. And one thing that dropped off here is the number system for Forza Motorsport. They did not have a sequential number after it. It's just Forza Motorsport, which and implies to it's a definitive. So it implies to me that this is similar to Halo Infinite, where it's going to be the live service moving forward. We're just going to play Forza Motorsport, not a sequel to the other ones. Yeah. And, you know, I loved Horizons, but I think I loved it because of the freedom, the little missions and the like silly things you can do. That's what makes racing games fun. All those crazy vehicles that you can get into for me. So the simulation, it's I probably won't play a ton of this game, but I love, love those graphics. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Horizon. All right. So moving on to from Forza Motorsport, we had Everwild. So Everwild is a game developed by Rare. We're all big fans of Rare here. They didn't show any gameplay. This was just a simple trailer. I have absolutely no idea what this game is. It told me nothing. Uh, <laughs> That's what I had in my guys, notes. What's going on guys, here? Question mark. That's what I put during my, my uh, well, as I was watching it. That's a fair question. Guys' predictions for what this game is. I couldn't even tell they, you. They kind of led to it a little bit when one of the developers came out at the end and said, she made it sound like this is kind of just your open world heaven where you're going to be able to do the things that you want. So it didn't it didn't give me any warm fuzzies that there's going to be this structure to it and these goals and these accomplishing things that you can do. And so I, I don't know, it, it kind of felt like, you know, I watched it and I wrote interesting graphics slightly reminded me of Breath of the Wild. Why would I play this game? What's going on? Question mark. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that who knows what the game's about or what the goal is. If there is a goal, maybe it's not, maybe they're trying to do something different, but yeah, not, not sure how I feel about that one. 
I want to know what game gives you warm and fuzzies. That's what I want to know. Any game that <laughs> tells him exactly what he has to do. In the yeah, future. probably dystopian futures. <laughs> anything except <laughs> Minecraft. Anything Ooh. dark. Anything right. that doesn't have video game racings or, or Madden football. You know. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think about this game? I am actually pretty excited for this. The only I don't know what it is, but my my guess of what it is, Jacob will understand this. When we play Minecraft and like the soundtrack of Minecraft plays and you're just doing this menial task of building something or mining or whatever it is, it relaxes my brain unlike anything else. Yeah. And what I what I'm hoping this game is is one of those it, it looks like they're kind of domesticating animals i don't know they're 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 help ha- animals are helping them accomplish things i guess they're so, spirit animals clearly right sure maybe they're just walking around this world and there's just like little things you need to do to survive and these animals help you do it and maybe it's kind of like animal crossing you're just doing super simple menial things that you get to just enjoy maybe it's a first person shooter who knows <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you're the sure, one shooting that that yeah, it could be a racing game. <laughs> yeah, Prayer's first twist. racing game. But anyways, the takeaway here: it wasn't banjo, which that's what I wanted from Rare during this True. announcement. And I have no idea what this is. Anything else, guys? Nope. No, it, it's uh, interesting. We'll see. I'm excited for new types of games that are doing new things. So that's a cool aspect. But we'll see what they do. Yeah, agreed. Next up, we had Tell Me Why. This is a. It looks like a story-driven Tell murder me mystery. Why. Nice. Let's let's keep going with that, right? <laughs> that's all I could think, man. Yeah, NSYNC. that's fair. Yeah, they have to have some cameo from Insync in that, right? <laughs> Got to know, right? So, tell me why it looks like it's one of those kind of story. You know, you click. It's kind of a, a click adventure, and it didn't really sell me. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of these games. If anything, I'll play this game with Emily, my wife, where she's not a big gamer, but she's into stories. So I think it'd be cool to sit down. Again, play for free and watch this story unfold and kind of experience it together. What about you guys? Yeah, similar to my last point with Everwild, I I think this is another niche area of gaming that's starting to become more popular. There there are a lot of people that enjoy these narrative-driven adventures where you're building relationships and you're actually having to kind of make these emotional decisions like you would in real life. So I'm not in love with the game, but as I watched it, it gave me that, oh, interesting. Here's another game developer creating a new type of game. You know, the, uh, I think that genre is relatively new. That's pushing gaming in, a, in another direction for, for some aspects. And people are going to experience another type of gaming where they get really connected to these characters and make emotional decisions and... I, so I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm excited about, even whether I play them or not, I'm excited about these kind of games that are pushing boundaries on traditional games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really that interested in this one particularly, but I do like the idea of, I mean, it's no different than really, really good shows that kind of grab you in a way, you know? So yeah, it's just another form of telling a story, and I, I kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. So after Tell Me Why, they went into Ori and the Will of the Wisps. This was not a new game announcement, but this is a announcement that Moon Studios, who developed the game, have developed a upgraded version of the game. This is a 120 frames per second 4K upgrade for the Series X. I'm pretty sure none of us have played the series, but today I hopped into Ori and the Blind Forest, which is the first one of this game. 
And I kind of want to get through the first game to be able to hop into the new upgraded graphics for the series X. I know when a new console comes out, we're always scratching for the game to play kind of to experience these new graphics and the hardware. And when you're telling me that this game is 120 frames per second, which my TV cannot do and that it is 4k, which my TV can do. I really want to see what this, what this looks like with the series X. Yeah, this is exactly what I needed, right? Because I wasn't willing to play it when it was only 60 frames per second, but now that it's 120, <laughs> I'm all in. Because you have all a, I don't, That's I'm what pretty, I was waiting for. Your TV, now that my dog can see it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your TV is 30 hertz, so this doesn't matter at all. No. Yeah, I, I didn't really have an opinion. To me, the game itself, it looks fantastic, but it reminds me of a game that should be on the Apple App Store not necessarily playing on the xbox because you're not you're not a big platformer guy no no i like platforming for when you need platforming i don't enjoy platforming for when it's a game that i could be playing on my 10 year old iphone you don't play platformers on an iphone the game itself is not a sophisticated game oh my gosh there there are a hundred there are a hundred app store games that are exactly like that where you just move across a scene and i to me i just think well it reminds me of a game that i could be playing on my phone and so i'm probably not gonna platform for it i just saw the gates of reddit open up and swallow nick i just saw the gates of bushly gaming this is the third episode in a row that nick was on that we're kicking him out of bushly gaming yeah (laughs) guys (laughs) Guys, I'm not not feeling the game. It, so, it literally reminds me of a, of a mobile app game. The, no. the graphics are groundbreaking. The 60 frames per second, all of those things. That's awesome. It's 120 that frames would, per second, bro. 120. So that would be incredible if I was playing this open world where I'm experiencing mountains, or even you know later we'll talk about Hellblade, Swinus Saga. But no, it, it's an animated world where you're just moving from left to right on the screen. It's not though. It's not. So this is. So Nick, I'm gonna. I'm. This is a absolute bushly gaming homework for you to remember. Fight, fight, fight. You're fight. going tonight. You're gonna go because Game Pass. You have Game Pass. You're gonna go do. download Ori and the Blind Forest. It's the it's the prequel to this game. You're gonna experience that it's not just a left to right game. It's not Mario. This is a Metroidvania game where you're moving left, then you're moving right, then you're moving left. As you unlock skills and abilities, this is not what you think it is. It is it, okay. This cannot be. This cannot happen on a mobile platform. I need you to go try it. Again, this is a genre that I don't think you play too much because it no. probably upfront you think left to right boring. This could be on a on a, a mobile phone, but. I'm telling you, this is this is more complicated than that. So, Bush- yeah. So, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to do the that homework then, because yeah. just from what I'm seeing in the previews, does not show those things. It, it and you know what? It's not going to. But I, I mean it. I want you to give it a shot. And the next podcast next week, you're not on the podcast because we already recorded that one. But in two weeks, you have to at least try this game for at least two hours, and we'll we'll provide an update because I want to hear it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get at least two hours and, and I'll let you know if it could have been on an iPad Pro or not. <laughs> well, guess what? With xCloud, it will be on an iPad Pro come September. I think we're Ooh. a third of the way to the showcase. Yeah, we're a third of the way. So let's, moving on from Ori in the World <laughs> update, not, not even a new game, it's an update. We had Outer Worlds DLC, Peril on Gorgon. So it's from Private mm-hmm. Division. They're developing this DLC and it pretty much just makes me want to finish the, the game that I started. I haven't finished it. 
I still don't know if I'm going to finish it, but just seeing the world again, it's, it's just a fun world to be in. What about you guys? I don't really have a desire to play this, but that's just, that's, it was a little borderlands ish to me. I played a lot of borderlands, so I don't, I don't really have a huge desire to jump back into a game like that unless I'm wrong. It leans more fallout than borderlands. Fallout, I get, I get yeah. what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And after it's just, it's like, it's too, too saturated in that environment. I feel like, cause there's been so many games like that. So I just, I don't have a huge desire to play it, but I know that it's got it. It's got a pretty big following. That's yeah. That's a good, totally good argument. I, I told you this, Jacob, I downloaded it just because I was like, well, we'll see if it's like fallout. We'll see if it can even compare. And I was, I was shocked. My expectations were blown away. The, the, the little expectations that I did have, I really enjoyed it. I think I'm about 75% of the way through. Oh, nice. I'll probably end up downloading the, uh, the, uh, Peril on Gorgon. It looks, it looks good. I love the artwork. I love, I love what they do. I think it'll be fun. Again, another perk of Game Pass. You played that game for free. Yeah. It's, it's amazing still. Again, all of these games that we're talking about today, you can play them on Game Pass with just your subscription. It's, it's, I might play it because Game Pass, honestly. It's insane. Yeah. So, um, it's going to take some getting used to, but that's amazing. Following Outer Worlds DLC announcement, we have Grounded. This is from Obsidian, same developer of Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. And they had a... <laughs> They had an awesomely timed Cyberpunk 2077 joke. They did. Basically, the biggest game of the year. And then they basically advertised for Cyberpunk 2077, which I thought was awesome. It has very much Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibes. It looks like it's a co-op game. And when I look at this game, I go, this is a Bush League gaming game. The three of us, (laughs) the four of us, whoever else we can find, we're going to hop into this game and we're going to explore this backyard. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It seems like a a really good multiplayer game, kind of building a little fort, surviving. I think it's like a survival game from what I can tell. And I I love those games. Yeah, kind of like Minecraft, right, Nick? (laughs) A lot like Minecraft. A ton like Minecraft. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) No, look. It, it looked really funny. The first thing I thought was, honey, I shrunk the kids. So it's funny that you say that. And then as I watched it, I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. Maybe Nick, a little cute. Let me hop in. What, what has a lot of potassium? Bananas. Yes. And you know why you know that? Why do I know that? Because honey, I shrunk the kids told you that. Actually, of, look at that. Just in one of the least grade biology. No, class. no. One of the climactic points, and I'll never forget, one of the climactic points of honey, I shrunk the kids the kid passes out because he has low potassium, which I guess is a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. He's passing it laying on the floor and she, she takes a piece of banana and, and just mushes it into his mouth. And he miraculously wakes up and she I says, don't know. he needs potassium. Bananas have potassium. So to this day, I can't think honey, I shrunk the kids without thinking bananas equal potassium. See, I don't remember that. Yeah, at we, all. Were so, we were so easily entertained back then, weren't we? Ryan, did you see those movies? That. Were you young? Oh, were you too young for those? Okay, I was no, sure. Of but anyways, I think we're going to play this end of the ground, right? End of the grounded. Yeah, the whole thing, I thought, oh, oh that's cute. And then it was like, yeah, you can leave your... You can, you can, you can leave your friends and then run on your own. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, we're yeah, leaving we're Ryan playing this. Oh, yeah, we're leaving Ryan. We're leaving I'm Ryan. Let Adam get eaten by so many bucks. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll definitely be playing that. Best part about this announcement... July 28th for, I think it's a beta. It's not the full game, but you guys ready to hop in July 28th? Yeah, I'm there. All right. So next up after Grounded, we have, I think this is along with the last announcement. This was the biggest shock to me. So this is 
a game called Avowed. It's developed by Obsidian, and it was a world premiere. So we've never heard about this game. We didn't know Obsidian was developing this. It's a new, big, open-world RPG, very much in the cinematic style of Lord of the Rings and Skyrim, right? Those are the vibes I got from it. And this was this was a huge announcement. We didn't know about this. This is a, a AAA big game for Microsoft. This is exactly what they need. And along with Fable, which is the last announcement, this was probably one of the biggest things to me. What about you guys? Yeah, this is this is Obsidian's bread and butter. When you think about Obsidian with the Outer Worlds, Fallout Vegas, Pillars of Eternity, even the original, uh, even the original Boulder Gates, this is what Obsidian does. They make fantastic RPGs, and although personally I was a little turned off on the the Lord of the Rings feeling to it, what? This is going to be a good game. you off? Yeah, yeah. I love Lord of the Rings. I have never been able to transfer that love into a video game. I think they've really fallen short on any of the Lord of the Ring games. Well, yeah. They, I mean, you, did you play yeah. like the games that came out alongside the movies back in the, the <laughs> mid-2000s? Like yeah, and, and even the most recent ones, they really dropped the ball when they could have done just a ton of things. But... I, other than that, I, it's going to be fantastic. This is what Obsidian does. Uh, really exciting announcement. I think, even though they didn't give us too much to go on, this is going to be this is going to be a big one. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious how this is going to stand out because we have, well, you know, a new Elder Scrolls, which will probably be in ten years, but ten years, yeah, <laughs> yeah ten years. Um, I'm Decade curious away. how this is going to stand out from like Fable. I mean, it seems like Microsoft is releasing two seemingly comparative games i don't know how they're going to be different but and the other thing is oblivion is kind of known for a little bit of humor and they have some satire in their games there's always like some some jokes hidden in there i didn't get that sense from the trailer at all no uh, and, and ryan they're taking a very serious stance and that's what you're going to see the difference between those two games you're going to see with avowed a first person a little bit more serious game and with Fable, you're going to see a third-person comical game. Very similar right. settings where it's medieval, it's fantasy, but they're going to be very different tones, I think, based off those two trailers. I think, yeah, Valve's going to be a serious RPG that they've put some, put some time and effort into. I mean, this is huge. I hope that's this, true. This is, it goes, for me, it goes Halo in this announcement, and then Fable, and then Avowed. These are the big three to the, for this game showcase for me. Yeah. Yeah. It looked great. The, I mean, from what I could tell, it looked awesome. So I, I will definitely be playing this. So after we, they showed the trailer for avowed, they showed a, just a trailer kind of cinematic for as dusk falls. It's set in the American, American Southwest. It's a, it looks like it's an interactive drama, kind of like the mm. tell me why game It's developed by interior night interior slash night. I don't know how to, how to call that. But again, I think this isn't our type of game. It might be something I play with my wife because she likes to watch games more than she likes to play them. And that's kind of what this vibe is. Yeah. I will not be playing this game. <laughs> I'm what? like very confident. It seemed a little telltales, which is like, oh, yeah, you know, I had that kind yeah, of graphic. 100%. Me, Jacob and Nick, for those of you listening, we all live in Arizona and this kind of takes place in the boondocks of Arizona. There's not a lot there's not a lot to talk about out there. And it seems I, like it's a, a pa- Apache Junction, maybe. Yeah, Apache Junction, right? <laughs> Owatuki. <laughs> Anthem. 
I just, it, there is nothing about it that I was like, yeah, that's exciting. It just looks like, I don't know. It's, it, I can't imagine it being that good of a story. No, it's it, to me, uh, the story may be good, but to me, it's going to be exactly like, tell me why. There's a niche market for this. People enjoy this type of interacting narrative driven story. It won't be getting any of my time, but I, I just in general, I'm excited for more games like this, though. Yeah. And again, Game Pass, it's free. I'll, I might try it with Emily just to give it a shot. So, yeah, this is another prime example because I like, hear how it goes. Game Pass allows you to play games for free, try them out. You, you play genres you've never touched. So this is this is Xbox and this is Microsoft just delivering on their their pro consumer initiatives. After As Dusk Falls, we had Hellblade Senua Saga. Am I pronouncing that right, Nick? <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. This is developed by Ninja Theory. It is a sequel to Hellblade Senua Story, I think what the first one was called. Did you play the first one, Nick? I did play the first one. I don't have the name right off the top of my head, but yeah, I played the first one and it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm on the verge of trying it out because of this trailer. What kind of gameplay is the first one? So it's... It's kind of like an interactive, interactive. It's kind of like a world where you're going through. It's very dark, you know, very, I don't know that I would use the word satanic, but there's kind of like this Celtic lore and you're going through and you're, you're almost solving puzzles to get to the next area. And so it's not an action game. it, It is, but not the whole thing. So you'll go through these areas. It's a very dark, you have to solve these puzzles. And, you know, for, for example, if you're looking at this door, it's closed. But if you move around to this side of the map and go through this kind of voodoo portal, now that door is open. And so you'll have to kind of puzzle yourself around these doors to be able to get through the map. And then you can get to the map. And then it's almost like Dark Souls type fighting. So Parrying, blocking, dodging. And it's hmm. very, very tough. It's combat driven. Yeah. It's, it it's sounds, a fantastic game. It sounds cool. And um, I might end up picking this up, but... I could be wrong. This seems like a late, late 2021 release. Absolutely. Um, yeah. They mentioned, I watched, they were talking about it'll be built with Unreal Engine 5, which that doesn't come out until late 2021. Oh, really? And I don't know if you guys have seen any of that footage of Unreal Engine 5. I'm glad they're doing that. And I'm glad that they announced this because what's, what the next gen engine is going to look like is just unbelievable and so that footage they showed that 4k footage they showed of iceland i think is going to be very similar to what you're going to see in the game it is just so amazing so i am excited about that i'll probably pick this up but i can't even think about that right now it's so far in the future yeah today i I was i was looking for something to play and i was kind of debating what's coming out first on the series x and that's why i decided on ori in the blind forest because will the wisp will be out immediately when the game launches and it was between this and uh, ori and hellblade and i'm going to put hellblade off until later because we don't have even the the slightest idea of what a, a release date will be for this so i want to touch on hellblade it looks scary again uh, i i don't like scary games it looks creepy it looks scary like you said it's not demonic but it looks demonic so i'll probably play it i'll give it a shot but if it's too scary for me i'm turning it off yeah it, it so hellblade you heard it here was, first <laughs> you heard it here yeah. first jacob does not like scary games senua's sacrifice that's the name of the first one it's very dark you know i think you'll like it though it, it's it's definitely as you play through it, rather you like that type of gameplay or not, you'll play through it and be like, wow, this is pretty, 
this is a pretty crazy thing these developers have done. This is a game that'll get a higher rating regardless of rather it's my my favorite category or not. Yeah. So after Hellblade Senua Saga, we have a trailer for Psychonauts 2. Have you guys heard of Psychonauts before? Oh yeah. <laughs> this game is this game is absolutely loved by fans. This seems, like this seems like a Ryan This seems like a Ryan game. This is a Ryan game. This is for sure a Ryan game, but I never played the original. <laughs> Maybe I have to go visit it. I think it's on Game Pass, so you should give it a shot. So 3D platformer, I'm all about that. 3D platform, it's, it's Ryan, Super Ryan. So they show, and this was the big reveal for me because I'm a huge fan, but they show Jack Black. Yeah. And Jack Black does a song for this game. That alone, I will be playing Psychonauts 2 just because they they pulled in pulled in Jack Black, you know? And it sounded so good too. He's amazing. Oh man, yeah. I I thought that was a really cool thing. Yeah, what was that game that he was a part of? Uh like Brutal Legends. Brutal Legend, dude. I love Brutal Legend. Did you play it? I never played it, but I always wanted to because he was a part of it. But back to Psychonauts. Is this Jacob, do you think this is their their competition with Ratchet and Clank? They're two different games. Ratchet and Clank is a little bit more of like a linear story. I, I, I would liken it more to like Crash Bandicoot, but much, much more open, opened and much more updated. So and this is a little bit more like, think Banjo-Kazooie, Spyro. Because I know you're hoping for Banjo-Kazooie. Do you see this as that being, this I, being that game? I, I don't see it as a replacement. I see it as a stand-in until we get a Banjo-Kazooie. So to me, Ratchet and Clank is a highly polished... 3d platformer right and this is a 3d platformer i'm not going to call it highly polished I, I i watch that trailer and i go this looks fun this looks trippy i think the comedy will be great because it's from tim schaefer but when i compare it to ratchet and clank no i think ratchet and clank is a triple a 3d platformer and this leans more towards the double a maybe you know maybe triple a 3d platform but there's a question mark there so i i, I will play this but I don't see it as a stand-in for something like Banjo-Kazooie. I totally agree. This was, uh, the graphics were, it's kind of psychedelic. I kind of like that. The music that was playing, I think it's a, it's a cool idea and I'll probably play it. It is just not on the level of Ratchet and Clank, in my opinion. No, they, I don't think they came out with a, uh, they didn't come out with a, a competition for Ratchet and Clank, right? No. So after Psychonauts 2, we had an announcement from Sarah Bond. She is the head of partnerships for Xbox. She announced that Bungie will be returning in some form or fashion to Xbox, not necessarily as a developer, but as a partner where they're going to release Destiny onto Game Pass. Now, you may ask, isn't Destiny free to play already? And I will say, yes, it is free to play. But they're going to release all of the expansion passes or yeah, expansion passes to Game Pass, which that is, that's a big deal, actually. That's, that's a expensive, you know, batch of software where they're still charging for that and that's not free to play. So it's very much like Stadia. This is killing Stadia, in my opinion. Stadia's big thing was that they had Destiny 2. And now Xbox and xCloud has Destiny 2. So I, I personally tried getting into Destiny 2. I played Destiny 1 back in beta. I played it at launch a little bit and I fell off. And then maybe three weeks ago, I tried playing Destiny 2 and it is so MMO and I was playing alone and it just did not feel right. So I don't, this doesn't mean much to me. I would like to get in Destiny 2. It's my type of game. I love Bungie. I love what they did with Halo. But the MMO aspect requires 
friends to play and I don't know anyone playing this game right now. Uh, would you guys potentially want to play Destiny 2 given that it's going to we're going to be able to play everything moving forward with xCloud and X, Xbox Game Pass? I am so glad I paid full price for this game. <laughs> but 20 hours into the campaign by myself with no one else. I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> that being said, I would get back into this game because I do think it's awesome and I don't, I don't think I got to appreciate it because I didn't get to do all the raids with friends. So if you guys were down, I would love to do this and play it with you guys i think it'd be great it's a really really good game yeah i'm definitely down to play it with you guys i don't i i enjoy destiny quite a bit i think i think they're great games but unless you guys are going to jump in on this we're going to do some some fun playing as a team i probably won't won't play the the releases maybe who knows so i think bushley gaming will at least give destiny to a shot when we get all these yeah. expansion passes and we're playing with the Series X. So stay tuned for our not full review, but probably our review of playing it for about two hours and not liking it. So Yeah, crushing a few bosses. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yep. yeah, cool, 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 cool. So after Sarah Bond's announcement, we have, in my opinion, some games I'm not that very interested in because they are, again, scary games. So first we have Stalker 2. It was a world premiere. We've never seen this before. It's another creepy game, super creepy music. Once they started playing music and showing the little Ferris wheel, I was out. I'm done. I'm not <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, uh, same here. It looks really cool, but uh, I, I don't know that I'll, I'll be playing it. Cool. All right. After that, we have Warhammer 40,000. Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. That's a terrible naming structure. Is this the 40,000th? rendition of the game is yeah this is this is the game with the most sequels so this is war thousand war thousand warhammer <laughs> Forty Thousand dark tide it's another creepy game not interested at all what about you guys it looked cool but no yeah i mean i enjoyed but i don't even know what the game's gonna be about so eh, we'll see what happens can to be determined do either of you like playing creepy games a i love bit, it but not not resident evil yeah that's unfortunate so <laughs> following warhammer Forty Thousand dark tide we have Tetris Effect Connected. Tetris Effect came to the PS4 already, but Tetris Effect Connected is a new take on the series where you can play with friends. It reminds me of the the Tetris. What, what's the game on the Switch? Tetris 100? No. Poi Poo. What did you say? Isn't there a game on the Switch that you play? It's supposed Puyo, to be Puyo Puyo Tetris. That's Puyo Puyo. Poi Poo. Puyo Puyo. I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> Tetris like Royale. Whatever it is, you're playing with 100 people. It's it's a Royale, but I. I know Ryan's not a big Tetris guy. I'm a huge Tetris guy. I love Tetris. It, it hits those OCD, ADD, whatever whatever it is, elements in my brain. And I will absolutely be, be playing Tetris Effect Connected. Nick? Yeah, I have I'm that out. same OCD. And both I'm just not good at it. So it so I'm stresses playing, me out. I'm playing Tetris Effect Connected, not Connected. I'm playing by myself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, go review it. Go review okay. it. I, will. Yeah. I love Tetris. Yeah. I'm out. Moving on from Tetris Effect Connected that I'll only be playing by myself, we have The Gunk. This is made from the the same developers who develop SteamWorld games, so like SteamWorld Dig and the other SteamWorld variants. It it looks like, Ryan, this might resonate with you a little bit like Journey to the Savage Planet. It's a th- I was totally thinking that. I was okay. about to ask you if you thought that. Yeah, it, 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 it's that same vibe. I think, I think I'll like it more because I've played the SteamWorld games in the past and I really like them. They're they're Metroidvanias, but they just 
they they grabbed me a little bit more than Journey Journey did. So Nick, have you played this type of game before? I have not. No. Yeah, they're they're fun games, and I think I'll pick this up again. It's 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 free, right? That's the insane part about every single game we talk about. It's it's free when we have our subscription. So you know, Ryan, you gonna play this? I I could see myself playing it if I had nothing else to play. Honestly, I don't mean that as like a dig at it. I just it's something that the beauty of Game Pass I could pick up in a weekend and like. Well, yeah, we're in a saturated market, so you time is the element here. It's not necessarily money anymore. Right. It's a continuum. Yeah, it's a continuum. So I have kids I have kids to feed, so yeah, your your dog. Yeah. Your one <laughs> little, dog. Little cash you. <laughs> My one dog. Little cash. So after gunk or the gunk, we have the medium. And again, it's another creepy game. It looks like it's a murder mystery. It looks absolutely terrifying, in my opinion. I'm not going to play this. It it has some really cool gameplay mechanics. It's got dual reality gameplay. They're rendered yeah. simultaneously. But again, there's... I do a, like that. Yeah, I it's think cool. that'll be a fun... I've seen that in other games. Can't think of off the top of my head. But. Titanfall 2 did something similar where you can right. jump between the past and the future. And I don't think this is past and future. I think this is more alternate realities. But... One reality is normal and it's normal creepy, which I might be able to handle. But <laughs> then you hop, creepy. But then you hop to this alternate reality and it's straight the upside down from Stranger Things. And I am out. I am not playing. Or Silent game. Hill. Or That's Silent Hill. It's a great conversion. It's terrifying. So I'm yeah. I will not be playing this game. It looks awesome. If I was a stronger person, I would play it, but uh, I don't know. Are you guys going to play this? I'm not. It looks it looks really cool. With the way that my life is set up recently, I have to really be choosy on the games that I decide to play. This game looks fun. It looks cool. I love dark games, but I just won't be getting. It probably won't be getting uh, much of my time. Maybe I don't know. We Nick, may revisit all these these things. Nick, for the listeners, you have a seven month old. Six month today. Six, Six month. little apple. Little yeah. apple. Yeah, he's yeah, that, that little apple in the back of my car. <laughs> so <laughs> th- this is the only game that this is the only of the horror games that I've seen in a long time that I'm actually kind of interested in. I could see myself playing this, but really like you said, it's it's so saturated right now. It it's low on the list. I'm sure I won't get to it, at least yeah. in 2020. Um yeah. I could I I kind of like this one. Yeah, cool. I, I would like for one of you guys to play it and just give me your opinion because, again, I am too scared to play it. <laughs> so after the medium, we have a new Genesis Fantasy Star Online. I'm just reading words next to each other, and I don't know if it makes sense, but this is an existing MMORPG. It is made by Sega. It's a, a world premiere for consoles. It's the a most game. the most Japanese RPG, right? It looks pretty Japanese, yeah. And yeah. I I have a very small selection of JRPGs that I've played, and I can't I can't say that this one is gonna pull me in. What about you guys? Nope, I'm with you on that. Same here on my side. I probably won't be jumping into this one. I know this that remind- there are a ton of people that like this, but yeah, I'm not one of those. This kind of reminded me of Xenoblade, dude. I read so, so as I'm writing my notes for for this showcase. They show the gameplay, and then at the end, they show the title. So when you're taking notes, I'm taking notes on what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, but there's no title to put in. For this one, it's the only one that I did it for. I was like, I know what game this is. This is Xenoblade. Xenoblade. 
yeah. to Xbox. And I typed in Xenoblade in the header, typed my notes, and then we got to the the screen and it said, New Genesis, Fantasy Star Online. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm not taking, I'm not preemptively taking any title notes anymore, but I totally agree. It looks like Xenoblade, it looks like Xenoblade for the Switch. I didn't play Xenoblade for the Switch. It doesn't look look like my type of game. And I think Bush League Gaming will not be covering this. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you heard it yeah. here. We are not Fantasy Star Online yeah. players. After that, we have Crossfire X. Crossfire X is a remedy game. This year, they released a multiplayer game called Crossfire X. It did not have a story. And from Snowbike Mike, part of the kind of funny family, he he mentioned that the the gameplay of the multiplayer, the controls, they're not tight. It's not a good shooter. And that was enough for me to, to not give this my time. Cause there's plenty of other shooters that are, that are great, that feel great. And yeah. this looks like, as far as the story goes, this looks like just a generic FPS military shooter. Uh, I, yeah, I is there, time for it. Is there room for this? I mean, I it's, we have Tom Clancy games, modern warfare, you know, call of Duty's putting out games all the time. Yeah. I just, there are so many companies and developers that have mastered the first person shooter. I'm not saying that someone can't break into that, but you have to be really, really good. And I just, I know this is kind of a niche thing that people like these off the beaten path, first person shooters. I don't even know how you would describe it. I'm sure there's people that will like this game. I just can't see myself getting into it. There, from the trailer, there was like this. There was nothing unique, right? It just looked like a military right. shooter. Yeah, nothing that you haven't seen in Call of Duty, you know, and probably worse gameplay. No offense to developers. It's just, you know, these other companies have really mastered those first-person shooters. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, same. I'll probably, I'll probably try it just to see about the feeling and the controls, but. I think those are really good points. Ryan, you make a great point about the other game developers that have mastered this. And it's one of those areas that I'll be playing the AAA first person shooters or, you know, Call of Duty is kind of made by three different developers and they, they rotate. I'll be trying those when they come out. I don't know if I'll be doing this, but I, I might possibly be downloading it if it's on the game pass, just to try to see how it feels, how the yeah. mechanics are. For, for our listeners, Nick, I think of the three of us, is probably the the biggest first-person shooter Call of Duty-esque fan, right? You play those yep, games right. every year. I do, yeah. So I think for your opinion, I would, I would if, if you played this and you had a great single-player experience, I'd be like, okay, I'll give it a shot then. Because, again, the trailer doesn't sell me, but I need someone to tell me that this is different, this is unique, this is fun, you know? Yeah, and because it's a first-person shooter, I'll just have to give it. I'll have to give it some time just to give it my honest go over. Yeah, absolutely. So this was it, guys. So they they pretty much end the showcase here. And we're met with that classic, there's one more thing line. And that is my favorite thing about any E3, about any press conference. The one more thing is always the best part of a press conference. And with <laughs> this one, they announced the return of Fable. I have played every Fable game. Actually, no, I haven't. I've played Fable 1 through 3. There's some spinoffs that I didn't play. But I love the Fable series. I think it is a perfect fantasy comedy action game. Yeah. And I've been waiting for Xbox to revive this series. And there's been rumors 
for the longest time that they've been working on it. So this was the confirmation. I think knowing that there have been rumors, this reveal was not as exciting for me because I was expecting it a little bit. But again, it's happening. We know it's happening. It's coming to the Series X, probably 2021. But I couldn't be more excited. It's Playground Games. They developed the Forza Horizon series. They make great games. And I think this will be fantastic. Yeah, this will be fun. I think it's the perfect kind of what we were talking about earlier. You know, it's not too much like Elder Scrolls or the other medieval medieval games out there because it's it's funny. It's lighthearted, much more of like the Shrek kind of folklore yeah. more than it is like the dark dragon kind like Game of Thrones style medieval. It, I think it's a it's going to be an awesome game. Fable 3 was great except for the final boss, but <laughs> Shrek's a great yeah. comparison. Yeah, that is a good comparison. I've always enjoyed the fables because they've had this big open world kind of RPG feeling with the Shrek like feeling the non elder scrolls. And they've, I don't know, they've kind of met that they've met in the middle of the road, that balance between all the different RPGs and they've done a really good job. So I'm just going to assume that this one's going to be done just as well. So this is news to me. Have all three of you, I mean, have both of you played all three Fable games? Yeah. I have only played Fable 3. Okay. So Nick, I'm so excited to hear that. Ryan, Fable 3 notoriously is the, it's not a bad game, but it's the worst of the series because it, yeah. it's set in the industrial age, which is not Fable. And it's very clear from this trailer, we're not in the right. industrial age. This is a reboot of the series. We're going back to fantasy. So I'm excited for you to experience that for the first time. I'm tempted to go back and play Fable 1 and 2 because they are on Game Pass. Because they're, they're such great games and kind of just priming myself for this new generation of Fable series. I couldn't be more excited for this. Yeah, and it looked beautiful. I mean, it it really, really looked good. Kind of like no fable has ever looked before in the best ways. They they kept some of those cartoony aspects, you know, with the fairy and getting eaten by the frog. That's awesome. But it, I mean, yeah. just the textures and everything. I'm really excited to well, see what it looks like. Speaking to the art style, it, it was just a cinematic trailer. So I'm that is one concern I have is what art direction are they going with it? In the past, Fable has been a very cartoony, Shrek-like animation. And this trailer was a little bit more realistic. So it was uh, a little bit more realistic, yeah. Yeah. So the art style that they're going with is is a big question mark to me. I'm I'm anxious to see what it is. I quite frankly, I don't care what art style they go with, but the trailer in itself is a is a different take on previous Fable games. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited, and I'll probably do a as you mentioned as well. I'll probably do a run through of the first two and, and maybe even three as well. Who knows? Yeah. So that is it for announcements. That that was all the games. That was like twenty plus games, I think. Twenty two. Twenty two is that what it was? Goodness, yeah. So next up, we have next gen upgrades for Gears, Sea of Thieves. Forza, and I think there was more, one more game in there that I didn't care about, but they are going to give next-gen upgrades to some of their existing games for the Series X, which of those games named, I love Forza 4. I still play Forza Horizon 4. Sea of Thieves, Ryan and I got into big time, and I'm pretty sure because it's upgraded to the Series X, we'll give it a shot again. We'll, and get, Gears, we'll get back in there. We'll get back yeah. in and then Gears is a series that I've loved from the beginning, and I really need to play five. And Series X is the signal to me that I will 
give Gears 5 a shot when the console launches. Yeah, Gears 4 was a beautiful game. I have not played Gears 5, which is crazy because I've played all the others. So um, I'm excited. I will do Gears 5, and I'm glad that I'll be able to do it in this new generation. I think it'll be. Yeah. And I just recently ran through gears five with a buddy of mine. His name's Carlton. And, uh, we, uh, we had fun. It was a good game. And, uh, you play the whole thing. We did. Yeah. We, about about three different weekends, we went through the whole thing. It was probably, probably two months ago, two or three months ago. I'm, I'm ready for a, you never mentioned review. Yeah. What's what's your review on this? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. He, he, it was one of those things where, uh, every, it was probably three weeks in a row. He'd come over on Saturday. We'd put about six to uh, eight hours in it throughout the whole day, just crush through it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic game. It this was must everything be a, gears. A great friend. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty good good friendship that we have. Yeah, going he's probably on. like your best friend, right? Yeah, I mean he he might be on my so wait. My do you rec- dial. <laughs> do you do you recommend this for us to play ASAP or should we wait till the Series X? I don't know. My thoughts were that because it's going to you know, they're going to do some of these next gen upgrades and I'll definitely be playing it so that I can just compare and contrast, but I think you should play it It's before then. I think you should play it before then because it's a great game. And if I'm you down. loved all the other gears, you won't be disappointed. I heard about a Hamilton Easter egg and that is enough for me to want to play it. Did you know about that, Nick? I did not so know. I, I, you, you watched Hamilton after you played this, but there's a scene where you're in a theater and there's this rotating stage that you're on and apparently it's, it's Hamilton. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So guys, anything else before we get into Bush league gaming announcements? Yeah, actually there was a few questions I walked away from with that. I just want to talk about, do we even need an Xbox X series series X series X? I'm sorry. We have X cloud coming out. And from what I can tell every game I would want to play is going to be on X cloud. And so it, I'm I'm wondering is is Microsoft making this move because they're trying to get out of the console race in general? Are they moving away from consoles and they just want to become the first and only streamer and just dominate that market? I think I think that's the direction they're going. So I'm I'm telling you right now from my personal experience, based off the Zoom call, none of us are ready for X Cloud. Okay. We live in Phoenix, Arizona. We have fine internet and we are not ready for 4K, 60 frame per second, 120 frame per second in some cases, gameplay with our internet service. So to me, yes, Xbox is posturing themselves for the next generation where you don't need a box. But as far as the national infrastructure goes, I think a majority of consumers do not have the internet capabilities to stream xCloud at the highest highest right, fidelity, yeah. the highest fidelity, where when I buy a Series X, I'm confident that I'm getting the best performance out of that machine. There is no lag. There is no latency. And that is why I am buying Xbox Series X. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me to my other... My other question is, um, I love that Xbox is doing this backwards compatibility with games, right? So you can buy it on the Xbox One X right now, and then it'll carry over if you were to buy the Series X. And I love that idea, but do you guys think at all that this could potentially be holding back the quality of the games they're releasing? Because if they're releasing it for both systems, they have to keep in mind in their design that this has to be able to run on the one x which is not a horrible system 
but it is not capable of the 60 frames per second 4K at the same degree, right? It cannot do the same things in Halo Infinite. And so not only do they have to cater those graphics, they have to they have to make sure the gameplay isn't going to overload the system as well. And I'm I'm a little concerned, you know, I saw on Twitter people were talking about that is like are they are they so focused on making this available to everybody that it's not going to be full throttle on the Series X like it could be. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I, that's a little bit of a concern of mine. So I'm, I'm not the originator for this thought, but I saw one of the kind of funny guys mentioned that during those announcements, they, at the end or at the beginning, they showed Xbox Series X or Xbox One. And on, I think it was Avowed, they said Xbox Series X and they didn't have the Xbox One branding on it, which Xbox has been super cagey about it. But to me, that implies some of these games moving forward are just Xbox Series X. And that just makes sense for the generation. That makes sense for competing with the PS5. You're going to have to have updated new games that cannot run an Xbox One. That, That is just inevitable. And I think... It was an intelligent decision from Xbox's part to not disclose that information yet because you want everybody in the ecosystem and say, hey, if you have an Xbox One and you want to play something high fidelity, buy xCloud. You don't need a Series X, but you can do xCloud and play this game just like you had a Series X, but it's cheaper. And we want those games developed for the highest platform possible. And this is a conversation that happens with PC guys all the time. You're going to hear PC... PC Master Race say, oh, consoles hold back true game development. And sure, they do a little bit, but at the end of the day, there's a very small market of PC gamers that actually have this high-end computer. And that's kind of what the consoles are getting into now, where you have an Xbox One, but now you have Series X and X Cloud that can bring you up 100%. So to answer your question, Ryan, I do not think that we're going to be held back by the consoles in this sense because I think we're going to get exclusives exclusives for Series X. We're not going to have this harmonious Xbox One, Xbox Series X gameplay indefinitely. It's going to be exclusives for the future of gaming, right? Yeah, and I hope that's the case. I hope, you know, these games are becoming exclusive for Series X because maybe they're just doing that for the games coming out in like October, November, because they want people to be able to buy those games and then carry it over to their new system. Maybe that's just a temporary thing until mid, you know, to late 2021. I, I totally agree. Nick? Yeah. No, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on that same point as you did, Jacob, that they're probably just not announcing that some of those games are going to be, I mean, even Unreal Engine 5, there's no way that some of those games are going to be, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I leave that to some of the hardware and experts, but I think that uh, they'll slowly get people into the ecosystem and then announce those things. Yeah, I agree. So we'll find out over time. Anything else as we move on from this game showcase? No, no. Good job. Xbox. I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah good job. A Xbox. Great show. Again, game pass. It is it is the best value you can ever have in gaming. As a kid, if you gave me $15 a month, $10 a month for Game Pass, I would lose it. I would have lose it. I would have 
F's and D's for grades and I would play games all the time, but I'm, yeah. people, I'm an adult. I can temper myself and this is the future of gaming. If you were middle school to high school right now, you have no idea how lucky you are. No. Gaming wise. No. <laughs> yeah. I was scraping. I was playing three games, four games a year. And now you can play hundreds with game pass. So uh, I couldn't be a better advertisement for Xbox right now. Hire me now, Phil Spencer. I'll advertise whatever you want. Yeah, I will quit my job. Uh, just so, kidding. I'll never quit my job. No. So moving on, we're getting into Bush League gaming announcements. We've got four announcements for you today. First up, as this podcast is posted, as you are listening to this, there should be a blog post on our website, bushleaguegaming.com, about online voice chat. I am publishing an art, uh, a blog post about my experience with online voice chat in the early 2000s and how it has affected me moving on from then. Give that a read. Let me know what you think. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Uh, we love the feedback. We love to have conversations. Following that announcement, from the date of this podcast, one week from this date, we will have a Journey to the Savage Planet review podcast posted to the website along with a written review. So... One week from the posting of this podcast, go give those a listen. Give that, give that review a read. Ryan and I play that game. Check it out. Let us know what you think. After that, a friend of the show, The Assemble Show. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Assemble Show. This is one of our friends at Bushley Gaming. He does figurine reviews. He does general comic game figurine conversations. I know Adam is a big figurine collector. I mm. recently realized that I've been collecting figurines for some time now without realizing I have a closet full of Disney Infinity figures. I didn't know I was into figures that much until I opened up my closet and I have, you know, about a hundred figures. So go check him out. Again, that's youtube.com slash assemble show. Our last announcement is that we will be posting podcast episodes and blog posts once a week on Mondays. So if you're a fan of the show, if you're a fan of the website, go to bushleygaming.com for blog posts, bushleygaming.com for podcasts. Subscribe there, share with your friends. We have Twitter accounts. BushleagueGMNG is my Twitter account. Ryan is BushleagueRyan. So that's at BushleagueRyan. Nick, do you have a Twitter account? I don't. Not a uh, not a Bush League gaming one anyways, but I will soon. That way uh, you guys can either agree with my extremely distaste for all the games that I seem to not like that everyone else does, or uh, if you guys can agree with me. You'll, pretty soon I'll get on there. I can't wait. So again, that's follow us at BushleagueGMNG on Twitter or at BushleagueRyan on Twitter. And we look forward to engaging with you. So share with your friends, subscribe, and thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. She takes a piece of banana and, and just mushes it into his mouth.